Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, that's right. Locked On Canucks, unofficially brought to you by Teflon, because no matter <laughs> what happens, we're still going to be here talking hockey. Again, my name is Trevor Beggs. I am a Canucks writer and credential media member for Daily High Vancouver, if you don't know. But before we dive into the show, we do want to thank you for listening to Locked On Canucks, your team every day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's show, a couple of things to talk about, of course. <laughs> The sadness of the draft lottery. Kind of talk about the Canucks getting fined a little bit. And was Alvin right to hire Taku when he did? Now that, you know, the draft lottery's in the rearview mirror. Uh, but first and foremost, one guy who is probably just as disappointed as I am, but I appreciate you being here. Kyle Bowen, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. I, I am over it. There was a 3% chance, and it, it was fun to dream. You know me, Kyle Bowen, I love to hope. It's all we have. I'm doing fine. Now... I will say, it does hurt that Chicago got him. It hurts. It hurts a lot. More on that in a couple of minutes. Again, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, Locked On Canucks, your team every day. We'll get to the comments at the end of the show. We didn't get a lot of comments on that episode about Myers <laughs> and Ekman Larson yesterday. I think the people wanted to, to, to hear other things. Uh, maybe they wanted uh, that episode we dropped a couple days ago to come to fruition. They were expecting more of that magic. Uh, but there you go. Uh, OEL and Myers, not, not, not people that fans want to, want to listen, listen about. Let's be honest. Let's be real. Uh, there's not much to say there. Anyways, we're here. Uh, the Blackhawks get Bedard. The Canucks get the number 11 pick. Congratulations. 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 Begsy, uh, start off the show, baby. Let's go. Yeah. I, I just got to get it off my chest about, you know, how, how angry, how disappointed I am. <laughs> the Chicago Blackhawks won the draft lottery. You know, yesterday I'm home alone with my daughter. Okay. She's a little under the weather. You know, I, I stay home. I try to work from the day. I try to be super dad running around and then 5 PM rolls around the work day's done. And I'm like, this is going to be the biggest moment of my daughter's life. The Canucks oh, drafting wow. Connor Bedard. Cause we put that out in the atmosphere. You and oh. I no littering, being nice to our neighbors, uh, projecting what the roster's going to look like with Bedard. And, uh, what happens literally probably the worst team that could have drafted Bedard ends up, uh, you know, mm -hmm. getting the first mm -hmm. overall selection. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, maybe, maybe tell me differently. There's an argument for other teams, I guess, being, you know, the worst landing spot for Bedard. I mean, Anaheim and, and San Jose are in the Pacific division. Cracks would have seen more Bedard there. I think there would have been a different level of pain if, you know, one of Detroit, Washington, St. Louis ended up winning the draft lottery. You know, the teams that pass the Canucks at the end of the season uh, in the draft lottery rankings based on the Canucks winning all those games. So you go a few different ways, but it, it just, oh, Oh, it irked me. Chicago Blackhawks with the yeah. whole Kyle Beach scandal with all the toxicness in that organization. And they just won three Stanley Cups in the last uh, 13 years. It's just like, this is where Bedard had to go. But hey, man, it's for those who are saying the draft lottery is rigged. You know, that's that's an easy cop out. It's an easy excuse. You know, ah. Shout out Tambier. No, I'd always said that, you know, the uh, original six teams, like four of the last draft lottery winners have been original six teams. Um uh, you know, buy new conspiracy theories if you want, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not one of those guys. I don't think it's rigged, and life's just unfair sometimes. That's just the way it goes. It's the way it goes, man. It really is. Now, I will say this, and I'm going to clip this. I'm going to put this on the internet, okay? 
I'm going to put this on the internet. We didn't touch on this a lot over the weekend or on Friday because you didn't let me. But the biggest reason why the Canucks didn't get Connor Bedard is because the sun was shining a couple weeks ago and the city went out to the beach and the city left all its garbage on the beach. Think about that. You want to talk about karma? Boom, bam. Boom, bam. Now, we'll, we'll touch on that karma thing to a bit. I, I know there's a lot of outrage about Chicago getting the pick and, you know, des- deservingly so. Because I feel as if the community, the hockey community, the world in general, you know, again, it's fair for them to think that they don't, quote unquote, deserve that, right? But here's the thing about karma, yo. Karma don't care about business, yo. I know I just alluded to, uh, you know, we littered. We littered and uh, we're not going to Bedard anymore because we littered, blah, blah, blah. But again, karma does not care about business, okay? Karma cares about life. And this is a children's game, hockey, you know? It is what it is. There's been a lot of evil people, right? You don't have to do a lot of research to understand this. There's There's been a lot of evil people who have gone far up the ranks in whatever business they're they're pursuing. All right, karma, don't give a, don't give a fuck about business, okay? It'll catch up later, whatever that means, whatever that means. Yo, it's, it's one of those things too, okay? I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw Chicago out the window uh, for this conversation, but what if Arizona won? I wouldn't be able to handle that too. Honestly, like it wouldn't be fair to Connor Bedard in the hockey world if this guy was playing in front of 3,000 people. But at the same time, it wouldn't be fair to Canucks fans knowing that now there's a chance that Arizona has, again, a closer chance at winning a Stanley Cup when we're sitting in the moment. And in this moment, Seattle can win the Stanley Cup. Las Vegas can win the Stanley Cup. And the Florida Panthers can win the Stanley Cup. Honestly speaking, dude, Florida's what? Nine wins away? Uh, Vegas and Seattle expansion teams? Ten wins away? Like, dude, what if Arizona got Bedard? They'd be 16 wins away, and those 16 wins would probably come closer than what uh, the Canucks have in front of them because Bedard is that guy. It's generational talent. Did you see that stat, dude? Chicago sold over $2.5 million worth of season tickets last night. Yeah, that's something else, and rightfully so and because I, the dart yeah. is that good. Yeah, and and I saw someone on Twitter put this uh, out there that you know the Canucks were, or the the Blackhawks were fined two million for the whole Kyle Beach scandal, uh, and they basically recouped that last night with by with the Bedard, mm-hmm. uh, winning or by winning the lottery for Bedard. So, mm. yeah, I think you make a great can point about karma and business. I, yeah, sorry, sorry, ahead, I, I'm I'm cut you off. I just want to because I know you're about to say your rant. And I got to finish here, okay? If karma existed in business, right, and if karma really was that powerful and, again, cared that much about business, why would the Chicago Blackhawks win Stanley Cups while all this was going on? Yeah. It's a hundred. It's 100% a great point. Um, I don't know if I had a big, long ramble after that, but I think of the 11 teams that had a shot at Bedard, there was really only two where I'm like, this would really stink most. And it was Arizona for one because that fan base is non-existent. You know, that franchise shouldn't even exist. Mm-hmm. They definitely don't deserve Bedard. Um, but Chicago was the one that irked me the most. And of course, that's just, that's just the way it goes though. Right. Oh. It's, uh, it's a lottery at the end of the day. And, and it is so Canucks too. I know Jeff Patterson tweeted it out, but you know, for those who don't know how the draft lottery works, basically there's, um, a thousand numbers and there's, uh, each team gets like a, uh, different number. Sorry, not a thousand numbers, a thousand number combinations. Um, so the Canucks at 3% odds got 30 number combinations. And the winning numbers, I believe, were 4, 9, 5, 12. And the Canucks had 4, 9, 5, 13 or something like that. They, they were basically one number away from, from winning the lottery. That is so Canucks, buddy. 
the most cursed franchise in NHL history. Uh, Kyle, I did want to touch. I did want to touch on one thing quickly before we get to break here. Um, Connor Bedard, obviously a big Canucks fan. I saw the clip last night where he talked about how his favorite hockey moment was Bieksa scoring the goal against San Jose to send the Canucks to the Stanley Cup Finals. So, you know, Bedard probably felt that pain, uh, that hatred towards Chicago as a kid, and now he's going to be playing for the Blackhawks. Is there any chance this guy says, nah, I'm not going to play for the Blackhawks? Any nah, chance? Nah, nah. There's no chance. There's no chance, man. I've I've seen the again the noise on Twitter that that may be a thing, but there's a less than zero percent chance if that number even exists for real. I mean, bro, it's it's the way the world works, man. You know, winning fixes everything. And let's say it was rigged, and the NHL was like, "Yo, Chicago, they're one of our historic franchises. You know, they they really messed up uh, ten years ago. Some dark stuff, dark stuff." Let's cover this up by, you know, winning a ton of games here. You know, uh, I could see that be part of the strategy, yo, for real. Because, <laughs> again, winning fixes everything, and Chicago matters to the NHL. And Chicago matters so much to the NHL that it's probably better that Chicago got Bedard over Arizona. You know, because we're talking about revenue yeah. sharing, you know? We're talking about Chicago does well, Arizona probably does well, too. Yeah, So oh, 100%. Yeah, it's... Yeah, Bedard. Bedard here's the thing, dude. Bedard is staying in Chicago for the rest of his career. Yeah, he's a generational yeah, we, talent. Like you know, it's it's. I know Gretzky got traded. Anything can happen, but you know, presumably yeah. so. Like ten years, he's going to be a Blackhawk for the minimum ten years, ten to twelve years. Yeah. And Chicago, like I said, they can go through all this BS, but they can win cups. They've shown it. They got that. It's it's dark. I know people don't want to you know connect to it, but that's a championship organization. They know what they're doing, and dude, Chicago's back. Chicago's back. They weren't even gone for that long, but Chicago's back, man. Real talk. I know. Uh, I, I don't want to keep talking about Chicago. I was about to go on there, but locked on Canucks, right? Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, the eleventh overall pick. Before we get the break, just give give out the player's name, man. You're good at guessing the prospects who we pick. If you don't know, Beggs and Kyle we used to do a hockey show way back in the day called uh, "We're Talking Hockey." We talking hockey. Let's talk hockey. What was it called? It's we, we talking hockey was the first iteration of it. Yeah, we we talking hockey, and this guy predicted the Quinn Hughes pick. Just saying. So who who are the Canucks picking at number eleven? Jeez, that's uh, yeah, that's that's a tough one right now. And we'll we'll get into some of the uh, uh, the, the candidates there. Okay, I will man. give you a name. I will give you a name. Never yeah, mind my preamble. I'll give you a name, people, man. Um, I'm just saying. Coming up on Lockdown Canucks over the pat over the next you know mm-hmm. month or so, we will be digging into some of those players who are candidates for the Canucks at number eleven. You know, I, th- this has been said before. I think they would love to get David Reinbacher at 11. Um, but again, there's it's a weak class for defensemen. And I just have a feeling that David Reinbacher is going to be gone before the mm-hmm. 11th overall pick. Mm-hmm. Now, Alvin has said they're going to pl- draft best player available. And um, unfortunately, it seems like the best player available might be like a center. Or sorry, it might, it's probably going to be a wigger, you know. Oh no! Oh, uh, hold up, so, hold up. Let's cut the break, dude. We ain't drafting another no, no, no. wing, man. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna throw one name right now as a possibility, um, and it's it's Matthew Wood. So Matthew Wood, uh, he was actually playing university hockey this season in the NCAA, and was a point of game player. Uh, so he's a mainly a right winger, but does play a bit of center. But 34 points in 35 games. He's got some size at 6'4", 193. Um, kind of just seems seems to do it all. Um, can score. He's a little bit physical too. 
So he's kind of one name I have my eye on who could be there around number 11. Um, but yeah, obviously it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what the Canucks do. And again, we'll dive into it a bit deeper here on Locked On Canucks in the, in the days and weeks ahead before the NHL draft. So okay. before we get to the next segment, yeah, before we get to the next segment, again, it, wasn't, it was a bad day for the Canucks, okay? Like, not only did Chicago win the draft lottery, but the Canucks got fined. They got fined. Unbelievable, man. Uh, so we're going to talk about that fine on the other side and, and the whole Alvin Tockett decision back in January. But before we do that, Cal, let me tell you why I'm able to put bacon on the table for my family. I used Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all at one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills. We can do it all on Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like matching, assessments, and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows that over 80% of Indeed's employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. You know, Kyle, one thing I love about Indeed is that I can relate to them. because, And that's because my wife calls me the flash. You know, yeah. I don't. We don't need to get why into why. She, why does she call you the Flash, buddy? I, I I don't know. What I, I don't want to. Yeah, don't, life's yeah. busy. Anyways. We got work in the morning. Yeah. We got a bus it's, to catch. Boom, bam. Yeah, Give it to true. me, Flash. Give it to me now, Flash. <laughs> <clears throat> and I feel like I can. You know, I feel like I can relate to Indeed because Indeed's got instant match. So Mr. Flash, and then Mr. Mrs. Instant Instant Match over at Indeed. With Indeed matching as soon as you sponsor your post. You get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Boom! It's hiring at warp speed. So join over 3 million businesses worldwide by using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Where you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have job requirements. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Shout out to Indeed. You're back on Locked on Canucks. Kyle Ballin, Trevor Beggs. Man, oh, man. Uh, I love the art in the back, man. I did ask if you're watching the program and, uh, well, if you're listening to the program, you don't know what I'm talking about. Beggsy's backdrop is littered. Well, I shouldn't say littered. It's full of, of art from his baby girl. And she's an artist, man, for real. She is. Uh, she. Uh, I don't know why Begsy doesn't have that one piece that's tucked away in the kitchen displayed because that piece is great. It's that, that abstract piece. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was – did you have it there? I want that piece. That could be this it right one? there. Uh, that's not the one, but I like that smiley face. There yeah, was something this, this, else there. You. Go I know ahead. you wanted one for the studio. I was thinking I was thinking of giving this one to Go you. Go ahead, man. Something, man. We need something. I'm going to sell All that right. thing for a couple million dollars. We're going to put it on the wall. <laughs> Again, Locked on Canucks, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. Hey, speaking about a lot of money, the Canucks get fined $50,000 for doing what? Do you have the details about this? Because all I'm seeing are tweets, and I'm I'm assuming that, uh, you know, the, the season was over, and Tockett was like, you know what, guys? I know we just played game 82, but let's let's do some push-ups. Let's come to the rink and do some push-ups on the rink. Let's do some burpees on the ice. Let's let's do some breakaway challenges. Let, let's just get back to work ASAP. I'm assuming it was something like that, and apparently that's illegal. Can't be doing that. All in all, though, I'm proud of this fine. I'm proud of this fine. And, you know, you brought it up in the beginning of the show, right? You wanted to talk about if this hiring was worth it, right? Look what happened. Number 11 pick. Uh, we We lost the tank. We got that bump, that coach's bump. It took us out of the Bedard competition. Was it worth it? Dude, if the Canucks are training, training, the day after game 82, and they're trying to change their culture, 
well, they are changing their culture by doing so, it was worth it. IMO. Because it's easier to change when change happens. And that wasn't mm -hmm. happening under Boudreaux or Green. I feel as if Taka's actually gone in there and he's motivated the boys and he's, he's I, I want to say slapped these guys in the face, but it, let, let's be real, people. Let's be real. The, the Canucks have not played hockey in April, in May, in June, in so long. They're getting, they're getting behind in October. Why? 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 Because they're, they're colder than everyone. They're playing, they're, they're playing the least amount of hockey. It's got to change. The culture's got to change. Everyone's getting uh, uh, chefs at their house now. Everyone's going to be eating better. Kuzmenko's going to be living with Tockett now, I'm hearing. I don't know. It's a five, like 1% chance. I don't know if I'm hearing that. I don't know if it's correct. I don't got my sources. But the culture's changing in Vancouver. Next season starts now, and it really, really did. I'm proud of the Canucks, and if they want me to pay this fine, I can't do it, but if I could, I would. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you can. Uh, you got some ties with the with the next future owners of the Canucks, right? The yeah, the yeah. saviors you are going to replace Aquilini. Maybe see if they'll, if they'll flip the bill. Yeah, um, yeah. And in, in terms of details, again, the Canucks were fined fifty thousand dollars for holding on ice sessions uh, with up to six players uh, in mid April. So apparently, the Sedins ran a little on ice session with six up to six players that included Dakota Joshua and Jack Stadnika, and <sighs> because of the Sedins being there. I guess it's considered an off-season practice, which is uh, against the rules of the NHL, NHLPA, a collective bargaining agreement. Even if everyone agreed to participate, it's still against the rules. I guess they're trying to, you know, make sure guys enjoy some off-season, uh, going against the talking mentality of like, let's get ready, let's get to it right soft, now. Soft, soft. So yeah, they, soft. They, they got caught, and there was warnings that significantly higher fines will result if the team tries something similar in the future. Uh, it would be uh, crazy. Rick Dollywall. It would be crazy if the Canucks lost their first round pick because of this and the Chicago ended up. Oh my dark. God. That's Canucks fandom, buddy. Dude, that would be something else. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, look, man, I, 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 I kind of get where this is kind of coming from. There's probably like some insurance reasons. There's, you know, that, that WCB type stuff over here on the West Coast, you know, like take care of your employees, you know. Uh, they matter. They're, they're people first, employees second, blah, blah, blah. But if these professional athletes, right, who are, again, playing a children's game, right, something that they love to do, they're so passionate about it, they want to get better, they're professionals, right? Not a lot of us are are elite. They're not, we're not in the 1% of, of, of our own professions. These guys are. And if they're like, yo, you know what? We want to we train with Henrik and Daniel. And we want to do it at Rogers Arena. Why not? Well, it's a private rink. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's it's low key. It's you know, it's it's home base. You're playing for the Canucks. It shouldn't be a big deal. And for the league to be like, oh, we're gonna uh, sing more significant fines if you guys do this again. Like, dude, chill out, dude. Chill, relax. How soft can you can you get? Relax, dude. If they want to do it, let them sign a waiver. Just shut up. Just shut up. Who cares? Yeah. I don't see what the big deal is. Like these it's, guys, it's, not, not, they're not seventeen-year-olds. Yeah, they're not. No one's popping steroids here. You know what I mean? Like this, like to say this is some kind of unfair advantage. I, I guess they're doing this to make sure the players have some mandated time off because it's a long season. But again, if everyone agrees to do it, why are you dropping fifty k fines? You know, it just it doesn't really make that much sense. Seems like it's just a money grab for uh, the NHL oh, and the NHLPA here. Dude, this is how Arizona survives. This is how Arizona survives. <laughs> no, it's the truth, bro. It's yeah, truth, Batman's man. like, okay, we're we're fixing the draft lottery so that Chicago wins. Arizona needs a little boost. So we're just gonna find the Canucks for some BS here. 
Yeah, that's unbelievable, man. And I wonder how they found out. How did the NHL find out? They did, did, did like these guys like, about that. post yeah, on their know. Snapchat? Did they post on their Instagram? Did Henrik and Daniel upload a selfie with these guys? Like, I can't believe it. But at the end of the day, bro, it, I don't think we should be looking at the fine too much. It, it's easy for me not to look at it because it's not my fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, I just, I just mess with this. I, I really, I really. Because we've been preaching this, bro. We've been preaching mm-hmm. this. Like a couple weeks ago, we started talking about yo, start doing push-ups now. The season ended, like get back on the ice right 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 now, right away. Mm-hmm. You know, because fitness fitness matters and just playing more hockey matters too. Just simple math, bro. Simple math. And we've seen this team get off to slow starts every every year. It's maybe because they're again, they've been it's been months and months and months and months since they've hit the ice slash since they've taken hockey really seriously and this organization, it, it can't be taken shortcuts slash can't be being comfortable with their approach on how to excel early in the season. They have to do the most. And doing the most is doing this. The season ends, mm-hmm. and a couple players like, yo, Henrik and Daniel, can you teach us a couple things? For a team that's capped out, for a team that's capped out, these things matter, and these things have to continue. It's just the truth. That's how it's going to change. Yeah, I, I uh, you made a good point there about not taking shortcuts, uh, you know, and, and I maybe want to bring up one more thing kind of uh, to wrap up this segment here uh, on Locked On Canucks. You know, a, a shortcut for the Canucks would have been just tank, throw the year away and try to draft a dart. So I did see some heat on Twitter about how like, oh, you know, how come the Canucks didn't tank like this Bedard kid? He wanted to play for Vancouver like the Canucks should have tanked, blah, blah, blah. Look, the third worst team in the league drafted Bedard. There was a zero percent chance the Canucks were getting into that bottom three, right? So now that the draft lottery is said and done, you know, hindsight is everything. You know, we talked about this, I think, when the show kicked off in March, but the absolute worst the Canucks would have finished probably would have been fifth worst. Uh, and, and probably would have been sixth, right? They probably weren't falling below San Jose, Montreal, Chicago, Anaheim, or Columbus. So for, you know, for the for the tankists out there who said, oh, the Canucks got to get a better draft pick. Um, again, they said, screw it. They fired Boudreaux. They hired Talkett in January. And the team gets a bump. Surprise, surprise. And now, again, you know, drafting 11th compared to 6th, like, yeah, I think you'd rather draft 6th overall. But maybe I'll ask you, Kyle, was Alvin justified now that, again, draft large in the past, was Alvin justified in hiring Talkett when he did? Well, I mean, yesterday when the Blackhawks won, I was pissed off because, again, you know, I know the math uh, didn't... The math doesn't allow me being pissed off to make much sense because uh, again, the Canucks were never going to, you know, make up those negative 24 points that they were missing, you know, or, you know, that they had over the Chicago Blackhawks. That wasn't going to happen with Boudreaux or not. It it was just the truth. The Blackhawks were that bad and the Canucks weren't going to be that, that bad. You know, I think, I think you said it best, you know, five, six, seven, that's where they would have been. I, after hearing the news about, again, the $50,000 fine and what's happening. It just seems as if the culture is, is changing. I mean, that's proof. That's proof, dude. That's proof. It's coming from Tocket. It's coming from Henrik and Daniel. They're doing the most. They're getting fined for it. I think, I think it is justified. Now, optically, you could be like, what, what are you talking about, bro? This is still a bottom-dwelling team, blah, blah, blah. It's justified because we're seeing change. We're seeing change. That's changed, dude. Change to the point where the NHL is like, don't do this. This is illegal. If you ain't cheating, you ain't winning, right? It's change. It's culture change. And we're not in the building. We see it on the ice. And on the ice, it's been so bad for so long. 
Uh, but Alvin and Rutherford, they were open about it from the jump, yo. They came from a championship organization. These guys didn't have it. Their habits, the way they walked into the rink, the, they weren't doing anything extra. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have it. So it yeah. is justified because, again, look what happened. They got fined for it. They got fined for it, for doing more, and more is needed. Yeah, I, I think here, here's the last point I'll make in it. I think it's easy in the moment. Like, again, back in January, you got crying for Joe on the bench. It's an emotional time. The fact they got leaked out to the media, it was it was a bad situation for Alvin and Rutherford to be in. Mm-hmm. But looking back on it, it's easy for fans to say, like, oh, yeah, just keep Boudreaux, just tank. But, you know, we, we've heard some clips from behind the scenes. Ethan Bear came from Carolina. And he's just like, I have no idea what I'm doing out here. Like, compared to Carolina, where everything's so structured, to come to Vancouver, where it's like you're on your own. You can see why Alvin and Rutherford wanted to make this change. I think the change made a lot of sense. Um, and again, like, their mentality is to get the right guy in place, set the structure, uh, you know, kind of bring the room back together because it seemed kind of broken at the time under Boudreaux. So yeah. And in hindsight seems like the right decision again, easy as a fan to say you want to tank, but you know, for Alvin and Rutherford, they've just pissed four months away uh, just to lower your draft lottery out. So I see both sides of it, Kyle, to be honest, I'm, I'm not going to hundred percent say it was justified, but I see both sides of it for sure. Yeah. Recency bias. Uh, that's where I'm coming from. And uh, again, if I look it, I'm not going to say it's ironic that the Bedard to Chicago thing happened and the Canucks getting caught for practicing when people, you know, these players should be at Cactus Club or at a cabin. Like, I'm not saying that it's ultra ironic, but it is somewhat ironic, you know? It's, and it's it's calming me down because change needed to happen and change is happening and your Canucks are starting now. The season starts now. It's apparent, you know? Just because they got caught, I don't, I, don't, I don't think, like, them getting caught by the NHL is stopping of the philosophy change, okay? I'm going to put that out there. We're not getting Bedard anymore, but we're getting a ton of push-ups. We're getting a ton of push-ups, bro. Everyone's got a chef. Aquilini probably bought every single one of his players who are signed to next season a personal chef because next season matters, for real. Locked on Canucks, Kyle Bound, Trevor Beggs, the best part of the program. After the break, he has Comic Corner coming at you in a couple of minutes. Uh, Beggsy, do we got another ad read here? Do we got to shout a, a partner out here? Yeah, nothing from me, buddy. Just uh, just this, some time for the local advertisers. So we're going to pause and we'll catch you on the other side here. On Locked On Canucks. You're back. You're back on Locked On Canucks. Kyle Ballant, Trevor Beggs, my guy. We're in, the, we're in the wife beater. Can I say that in 2023? Is it a wife, be- wife beater? Am I allowed to say that? No, right? Yeah, like, I don't know. Uh, like, I, I don't know. You probably, can't, you probably can't say that in 2023, but I wouldn't worry about bleeping it out either. We're like, we're just, we're learning here, Kyle. Okay. I'm learning. I know, now, I know. now the kid, now the kids in the car know that's not an appropriate term to use. And it's looking good on you, though. I'm not going to lie. The white tank top. It's looking good. It's looking fresh. Begsy, you know what? Ever since I got a, I got a girl in my life a couple of years ago, almost two years. Damn, bro. Damn, bro. Time uh, flies, man. Love is a beautiful thing. Wait. Love is a beautiful thing. You know, I still I still work out, but I'm definitely doing less cardio, man. And I, mm. like, I'm not that comfortable in the tank top anymore. I think it's it's it's, like, it's just am I insecure? No, I just I, I feel like I, I I look better in the past. And if I can't get to that, what's the point of wearing? You know, again, insecurity. Mm. Yeah, whatever. Interesting. Any Interesting, advice? Man. Any advice? I mean, dude, I'm I'm in worse shape and I'm scrawnier than you, and I'm rocking the tank top without a, without a care there in the world. Go. So there you go. that's what it is. You need you need to not care. Dude. You need to not care, dude. Okay, it is what it is. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, learning every day. I'm locked on Canucks, your team every day. Speaking of you, your team, 
uh, the comments. Yes, the comments are the best part of the program. Again, didn't get a lot of comments on yesterday's episode. Had to had to scramble and look for other comments on past episodes. Uh, comment number one here, I think it was from the past episode about Bedard possibly oh. being a Vancouver Canuck. Jack Olson said, you guys are optimistic. He said, oh boy, you guys are optimistic. And then we had Viper's Whip saying that we wasted all the lottery luck on that episode. It was like it was like calling a shutout for a goaltender before the, the clock struck zero, okay? Uh, on that episode, last Friday, we ran the lottery, the third time's a charm, and we won it. And we thought we were getting Bedard. My weekend was better, bro. I spent a lot of money this weekend because I thought it was, <laughs> I thought my life was going to change. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I always tell people, man, when the Canucks win games, like, I'm just a better businessman. I'm a smarter person. I'm wiser. I'm more creative. I, I'm disrupting. I, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. So I was, I was playing mind games with myself. I thought we were already there. I thought we had Bedard, and I, I was walking around more swagger in it. it. We wasted all our luck, man. We wasted all our luck on that episode. Ah, scratch that. Scratch that. I'm not blaming Trevor Beggs and Kyle Bound. I'm blaming those, those pieces of crap who went to the beach again on April 30th, I believe. Was that the day? Maybe a little earlier. And they just left all their garbage on the beach. That was, that was disgusting, bro. I couldn't believe it. And that's why we yeah. didn't get Connor Bedard. Uh, do you think we wasted all our luck on Friday? No, but it's it's funny. I think the first time I I didn't really see it. Maybe only for a split second. But I think Chicago won the lottery on our first spin there. But uh, oh wow, ah, it's it's easy to blame whoever, oh, wow. man. It's it just it, no, it just no, is what we, it is. Let's blame the people. There's definitely some yeah. Canuck fans out there who left their who left their Wendy's wrappers, Jappa Dog wrappers, you know, out there. You know, their their cannabis uh, cartridges. They left it out there for real. They did. Oh, dang. Most Canadians, yeah. they did. A hundred percent, bro. It's disgusting, bro. You, you yeah. live in Canada. You live in Canada. Hold your hold your garbage in your damn hand. Put it in your pocket. Take it to your car, or walk a couple blocks and throw it in a garbage can. Oh, the garbage can's filled up at the beach. Again, put it in your pocket. Put it in your pocket. Carry it with you in your car. You know we have to say this, Bagsy. I know we're running out of time here, but it's camping season soon, and, and I see it all the time too. You know, you go to campsites and you see garbage can garbage bags just left on the left on the the the, the camping spots. It's like, dude, don't you have a car? Suck it up. Yeah. Why, why give that to Mother Nature? Put it in your car and throw it when you get home. It's just, it's yeah. weird, dude. People just so entitled here. It's like, take care of, of Mother Nature for real, for real, for real. Uh, next comment hell no. <laughs> hell no. That was a comment oh. from Robert <laughs> Germain. Germain. Robert Germain. And yesterday's episode was, was the episode asking the people if the Canucks can win with OEL and Tyler Myers. And this guy just gave us. The whole episode right here. Hell no. That's all we have to do. That's all we have to do for 20 minutes. But we decided to dissect it for whatever reason. And uh, yeah, what was the point when that's all we could have done for real? Lock on Canucks. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think on that episode, we spent maybe like 15 seconds actually doing a player review, which is what we kind of set up the top. And we did more on, you know, what's going to happen with these guys next season, which I think is the more interesting part of the conversation. Uh, so if you missed yesterday's episode, go check it out. You know, I know the Batard talk. The Bedard talk is dead, so why don't you listen to a little bit of us um, <laughs> poo-pooing all over OEL and Tyler Myers, uh, hear which one that both of us think should be off the team next season and will be off the team next season of the two. Yeah. Go ahead and do that if you have nothing better to do or go read the oh, book. Why you got to say go it spend like some that, time, Go spend you know? some time with your family, bro, oh, for real. Go spend, don't go watch like what we're – come on. You're going to listen to us talk about OEL and Tyler Myers. I think you already know the answer. It's hell no. It's hell no. Locked on Canucks, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. We got things to do, baby. We got things to do. It's Tuesday. Yeah, let's get out of here. Week. Let's get out of here. 
sign us out. Before you do, though, I want to say lead with love. I know it's been tough over the last 24 hours. Lead with love. And I think a lot of us used our hope, right? Our hope uh, our hope on uh, Connor Bedard, right? And hope is such a, a valuable thing. Remember, just because we didn't get Bedard doesn't mean you can't stop hoping for good things. So yeah, we, will, the- we will uh, we will yeah. continue to lead with love here on Locked On Canucks. Uh, shout out to those listening right now. Shout out to the everydayers. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. We love you. Stay for a little while, okay? We're going to be here every day because it's Locked On Canucks, baby. Your team every day. You know, coming up, we do got some more player reviews to get to. Who's up next? I don't know. You'll have to tune in to find out. Uh, we will get into some draft talk, as promised, uh, in the weeks ahead. Uh, but before that, uh, I think we're going to spend an episode or two revisiting all of Alvin's moves over the past uh, year. Um, does Alvin have the moves? Did he forget his moves? <laughs> I don't know. You'll have to tune in to Locked, in, Locked Talk Canucks to find out. But for now, I'm Trevor Beggs. That guy's Cal Bowen. And we appreciate you for listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks. Your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.